This, this is Brock and Salt. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. 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 On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Heward, not exactly Joe Cap there in the pocket. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salt. Oh, here we go. It's the Brock and Salt Show, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com, Seattle Sports app, and on podcast platforms. You're going to want to find us somewhere this week. We're not going to be in the studio. We're going to be hanging out right here in beautiful, sunny, warm spring training site (laughs) in Peoria, Arizona. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Justin. Hi, Mora. Hi, Brock. Yep. We are all gathered here like Voltron. We've come together. Shannon will be here soon as well to complete the five of us. Seriously, just like Voltron. Uh-huh. We're in uh, it's spring training, and it is gorgeous. It has been great. Been down here all weekend. Got over to the facility on Saturday and walked around. Have a whole bunch of observations for you guys coming up. Went to the game yesterday. Saw Mitch Hanniger hit a home run in the very first pitch that he saw. Mm. Back in a Mariner uniform. Mm. The vibes are different than they've been in the past the manager is handling a little differently than he has in the past but uh we got all kinds of good stuff lined up this week yeah this is always uh it takes a little getting used to uh being outdoors number one uh number two the fact that Maura Dooley is what a foot and a half two feet from us right here like I was, this... she, she refers to that as finger length. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That's, that's not right. Justin's on the one and twos. We got our whole setup. Oh. Uh, the only thing really different than all of these years we've come down here is we now have a basketball hoop. Yeah, I know that everybody likes the sounds of spring training, the clicks and clacks of the cleats, yes. and the catcher's gear, the birds the... chirping, the azaleas in full bloom, the cactus with its little nubs, the sound of, of the glove popping, you know, the mitt, the ball popping into the mitt. But this year, um, especially at about 7 a.m., uh-huh. you're going to hear a full-scale three-point shooting competition, which is going to be going on no more than 12 feet from us. <laughs> 12? You guys are, Eight? You guys are in Morris the danger finger zone. Length. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Memora stretches her arms. She's yeah. going to rebound right here. I it's going to be very intense. So that <laughs> yes. may be a little loud. So just heads up. That's that's coming up a little bit uh, a little bit later in the show. They'll be right here. While, uh, this while is your happy here. place, man. I say it every well, single year. You yeah. got down here Friday. I could I could tell even in your text, certainly mm. when I talk to you, mm. but this is I your, did, I, really, th- I mean, it's, I really like it's it. baseball. It's spring. It's warm. It's everything I like. It's what you say all the time. Like, well, come on. Come on, folks. If you're up in the Pacific Northwest and it's 42 and it's gray and it's raining is... and you want to go watch and you're on the chain link fence like you are at a high school game, you are right here. The access is second to none. I saw a bunch of Mariners fans at the Phoenix Airport last night yeah, when I came in. Friends of mine were down, got a ton of autographs. Have Larry and Jane done what, um, what Carol and Larry, have they told you? Oh, it's on now. They're all here now. It's oh. like the Puyallup Fair back in the day in September. Like, yeah, I know. You could see all the cars. So within 10 minutes, Gigi's yeah. like, well, they're here. I'm like, who's here? Oh, yeah, my parents would go out of the house. <laughs> they would just stay in the house. So there's, they don't even notice who's here. They've come down here to oh, hang out. Oh, the onslaught is here. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, baseball's here. All the rental cars. I mean, it's just packed everywhere you drive. <laughs> so. Well, Larry and Jane will be in. At least Larry will be here on on uh, Thursday oh, to, good. Uh, to oh, do very some good. ranking. Uh, well, this may be my happy place, and I do have an interesting story of something that happened to me over the weekend. Uh, I think that Justin may be yeah. a new candidate yeah. for happiest guy in in Peoria. You know what? He's There's going to be a battle. I'd like to be he in on it. He gave me a good hug. Oh, I bet he did. A really good hug this yeah, morning. I would like a good mood, Brock. <laughs> I'm in on being happiest man here. Uh, I'll tell you more about it, but I think Mitch Hanniger 
is going to be on the list of happiest people here. I talked to him Mm -hmm. for a few minutes on uh, Saturday morning, and I think he's going to join us tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very happy. He's the first person ever to be happy to come hit at T-Mobile Park because he's (laughs) no longer hitting at uh, whatever you call that place now, AT&T. Justin, on the other hand, got a completely new, unique experience yesterday. Which I would have failed. Like, of all of the things that Justin's done in his life, he took a monkey bike across Morocco and Algeria. Right. The guy is just adventure. He's broken every bone, done every motorcycle jump there is. He's, I think, leaving from here to where? Bakersfield? Yeah, right. Going to a car car rally. Bernardino or whatever. But if you understand, right, you grow up in Montana in the middle of nowhere, and you've moved to Seattle. Had not a lot of opportunities to go to an NBA game. About Libby in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Libby. Libby's in the middle of everything. Yeah, Everything's around. Yeah. It's at the crossroads of progress. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Uh, he never been to an NBA game. It's my first one. And Mike Cameron made that happen yesterday. Wow. Man, unbelievable. And I was well. I was saying on the way down, I was like, I see the Lakers are in town. I've never been. Is this the is this the is this my Jordan? Should I see him at least once in my life? And everybody around me is like, yeah, you should probably do it. So I started looking tickets up. And I'm like, oh, this is maybe not quite as realistic possibility as I thought it was going to be. Yes. Until Mike Cameron wow. decided, yeah, you should go. You need to go to an NBA game. So he pulled it off, made it happen more. And I so you and Mike are just tight like that, huh? We're just we're friends yeah. now. As you saw, he came up, dabbed uh-huh. me up. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike Cameron and is I one of the I got to take advantage people. of Justin's friendship. So yeah. that was. Yeah. He's like, who are you taking? And I was like, Maura. And yeah. she looked at me and she's like, I guess I'm going too. Dude's got, dude's got a handshake. It. Oh, yeah. He's pretty. You uh, better come prepared when yeah. he shakes your hands because <laughs> it is going to be firm. Yeah. Uh, one to ten. One to ten is an experience. Is an experiential Ooh, guy. Oh, it's, it's a high eight. I'd never been. Uh, seriously, I'd never been to one, and I didn't expect the nonstop. <laughs> don't make that face. Why can't make that face? He also well, saw because let's, let's be fair. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were randomly there watching the game. Joe too, Burrow, so Jamar Chase, and experience. Sam Hubbard. So the Bengals were in on hand. You think like, that was random? That improved. Why were the Bengals? Why were the Bengals? Probably because it's LeBron. Like, I don't really understand. Weird. OBJ was there, too. Why aren't they in Cincinnati? Why Shouldn't they think? be hanging out at home? <laughs> If you, if Don't you, they live in Cincinnati <laughs> in the offseason? Who wouldn't want to? Maybe, maybe they came here and were like Salk and turned into Barbie Jeep guys yeah. and rented a, 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 a Willie's Jeep to drive around Phoenix for the week. I do have a Willie's Jeep. It's true. It's not what I asked for, but it's yeah. what they gave me. I, and I didn't want to keep I fighting about it. I parked and I was like, I really hope this is oh, yeah. Salk's. I really hope this they is They were like, Salk's. sir, you can't handle a full Jeep. I didn't yeah. want a full Jeep. I wanted like a RAV4. And they gave me this uh, stupid no. Jeep. We're going to pop the top on that thing and be yeah. listening to Lizzo all the way around. Well, I did have a unique experience on Saturday that I thought I would tell you about. As you know, every year I come down here, I try to play golf at Sun City West, which is the retirement community. And I think that's where the old ladies love you. Well, depends. It's where I was catcalled by some old ladies. Well, you're last a year. when you go to Sunset. But it's also where I got into a fight with that old lady years ago mm. after she refused to accept an apology from me. So there have been some up and down experiences <laughs> with the old folks over yes. at Sun City West. Yes. Well, so I had something, and maybe you've had this happen. I've never had this happen to me in a golf course. Justin, maybe in Montana. Brock, maybe in the crowd you run uh, with. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh, he has some wildlife. Well, <laughs> So we're playing with these three gentlemen, ages 68 to 75, great golfers, all three of them, and a blast, really fun to play with. It just was good. Music going, they were having fun, talking about the 70s. It was a great deal. And I I actually played okay, but I had one very errant shot over Mm. near some homes. 
And I said, oh, did you guys see where that went? And the guy says, oh, yeah, it's right behind the lady with the AK-47, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's funny. Like, down here, you never know. And he was like, yeah, no, I got my gun in the back. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? He's like, well, yeah, it's right yeah, here. Yeah. I got my, my sidearm in the, in the back. Like, Why? <laughs> and what, what, what purpose would you possibly need that? Scorpions. Rattlesnakes. No. He set up a lot of cash on a golf course. People get robbed. Really? I was like, no, they don't. That is insane. No one has ever been robbed on a golf course. That's totally in- You're here in Sun City with the, like, yeah. militia cruising around in their yeah. trucks, making oh, sure right. nobody even drives the here. The patrols. The patrols. The, like, citizen the patrol. Sun, yeah. You've got your gun to make sure what? The golf ball doesn't, like, the tee doesn't jump up and steal something? Not at something? all where I thought this was going. No, dude, it was. I thought you were, either. I thought you were going to have a coyote experience. Nope. Nah. You ever played golf with somebody who had a gun oh, on I'm them? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, I'm absolutely. sure. I know, yeah. That's what he, he was like, oh, you don't know. You probably no, played you with don't. millions of people who've had uh-huh. a gun on them. I was like, I live in Seattle. No, I haven't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, anyway, that was. Did you, did you point at the Willie's Jeep? You're like, well, <laughs> are you also intimidated? <laughs> <laughs> the gun rack on the top? Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was my experience nice. on Saturday. So here we are in our happy place. Uh, I certainly am. I'll tell you that. Uh, Logan Gilbert is going to join us super early. It's coming up in 20 minutes. We'll talk to the big righty, find out what he's been working on. I saw him already uh, since being down here. He was in a great mood, great spot. I think you're going to be disappointed, though, Brock. Oh, no. He's not really – he doesn't really have anything he like – He doesn't have his bag No, he tricks. does, but no new gadgets. Sure. That's what he says? I'll You'll evaluate, have, all right, I'll you'll, evaluate that. <laughs> Brock will be the judge. Yes. That'll be coming up <laughs> in 20 minutes. <laughs> After everything you need to know, which includes a very sad story, next on Brock and Salk. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, some days the story just writes itself. Mitch Hanniger introduced a huge applause in his first at bat with the Mariners yesterday in spring training at home. Calls of welcome back echoing through the park, and he needed all of one pitch to reacquaint himself. Here in 21, here's a swing and a drive deep to left field, going and going and goodbye baseball. Welcome back, Mitch Hanniger. His first swing of the spring, a home run in the Mariners bullpen and straight away left field. Yes, indeed. A standing ovation for Hanniger, who puts the Mariners on top one to nothing here in the bottom of the first inning. And that has got to feel great for the veteran Mitch Hanniger. Way to go, Mitch. First of all, great just to hear Rick Riz's voice on the call there. But more than anything, I, I t- spent some time with Mitch on Saturday and He's just pumped to be back, mm-hmm. honestly. It's the happiest I ever remember seeing him. I think he did not have a great experience last year. He was hurt. He didn't play particularly well when he wasn't hurt. As bad as this park is to hit in, that one is even worse. He likes this organization. He's yeah. happy to be back in town. It was a pretty cool moment, and, and the crowd getting to him right off the bat in a really positive way is that. This is a pretty cool moment. You yesterday. know, we've had the cool moments over the last couple of years of sitting down with KJ Wright in studio and, and listening to KJ talk about. And KJ was one of those Seahawks, like Sherman and others, that, that left, right, and, and got to experience somewhere else. Yeah. And, and Mitch had been in a few other organizations before he came here, but this is where he blossomed. Mm-hmm. This is where he became an all-star. This is the place that then he bounced him to a you know multi-year, multi-million generational contract. And there is, I don't know, just some... 
you engender some some trust and KJ seems like a good comp for him. I think that that I've I think said that's Bobby a really, before. No. Bobby's not a good comp. No, Bobby's, KJ's a pretty good comp. Bobby's yes. going to be a Hall of Famer. Correct. Mitch isn't going to be a Hall of Famer. Nope. He's a really good, solid player who's a really nice addition to this team, but a nice guy. And a seems leader. to be respected and beloved yeah, by many of right. his teammates. And yeah, you go elsewhere and you get a chance to come back home. Be pretty I special. Like that. Uh, some small little causes for concern here. Matt Brash and Gregory Santos both shut down temporarily. Nothing serious yet, but it's at least enough to raise an eyebrow, especially on Brash, given all of the appearances and innings and everything from last year. And then still some questions at third base. The defense there has been an issue. The offense is not expected to be stellar, so that's something to watch. And Brock, you can take Cody Bellinger off the free agent board. He signed a three-year, $80 million deal to stay in Chicago over the weekend. So that means Matt Chapman is now really the only big-name bat that is left. We'll see what his market really three years, 80 million. Yeah. With opt-outs each and every year. Yeah, I mean, so he's still got money. Yeah, I mean, he did, but it wasn't $200 million. No. It wasn't a lot of articles written right now about Mr. Boris and, and the job he's doing for Mr. Montgomery and Mr. Chapman. And maybe this market going to be nowhere near what he anticipated. Well, that would certainly there. be good news. I'll say it again. Would Matt Chapman make this team better? Yes. Would I want him as an upgrade over what they have currently at third? Yes. Would I want to go to the mat for him and use up maybe the only chit I have if I were Jerry DePoto? No. What did you say? Chit? Chit. Okay. Chit. What's that? <laughs> a chit. What's that? What do you mean, what's that? You guys know what a chit is? I, th- I thought he was saying chip. I thought chip, too. Oh, like a chip. chip. That's yeah, what like I a thought. poker chip. No, a chit. Okay. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> tough word. Push. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, familiar story over the weekend. Richard Sherman arrested again on suspicion of DUI. Here's Q13 with the details. Washington State Patrol confirms he was arrested for DUI. Sherman was booked into the King County Jail just before 5 this morning. Washington State Patrol says it is not sharing any more details about Sherman's arrest from earlier this morning until the prosecutor's office files the case. And that could take until Monday. Yikes. So he's been in jail since Saturday, early hours of? Yeah, without getting too into the details, because I, you know, I'm no lawyer or anything like that. My understanding is in and of itself, it might not have been a big deal or a huge concern, but it comes while I believe he's still on probation for the earlier incident in 2021. So I don't know what it means. The what I read said that he has a suspended sentence of 90 days from that earlier issue. So I don't know whether he might now have to Mm. actually fill that 90 day sentence. As always, I just hope Richard is able to get the help. It seems like he truly does. Very compassionate. Here's the third thing you need to know. Uh, Ugly weekend for the Kraken. They got trounced by Minnesota at home in a game that really could have gotten them right back into playoff contention. Instead, they didn't show up. They played one of their worst efforts. You'll see Dave Haxtall fairly disgusted afterwards. I don't think we should be frustrated. I think we should be pretty upset with ourselves. I mean, there's, you know, I talked about it standing right here a couple nights ago. There's moments in the game that uh, that are game-changing moments that uh, two nights ago we met every one of those moments. Tonight we didn't meet very many of them, you know, right from the number of uh, penalties we took, especially the stick penalties, um, you know, penalties that put us down five on three and, and give the other team free opportunities. And, you know, a team that has been 30-plus percent on the power play over the last dozen games. You get to that. I mean, you just, they got blown just feel, out. Then they, feel, they don't know who they are. I and mean, when we talk about them, what's that? They know who they want to be. And they know who they became last year, but they're not that team this year. 
I mean, they knew they know who they became. They became a veteran team that was all about their depth. And, yeah, and you say that, but they're coming off of a great win over Boston, a great win over a good Vancouver team, and then Minnesota comes in, they lay an egg. So they got a chance to turn around Bruins again tonight, uh, see if they can uh, get going in the right direction. And then the poor Cougs, they finally caught everyone's attention with the big win over Arizona. Then they go to Arizona State, who's not nearly as good, and they get their doors blown off. Yeah, you know what happens, Salk? You spend all that energy, right? Basketball term, you spend all yeah, that energy and that emotion and yeah. beat the top five team in the country and you're sitting there in first place. You're sitting there getting all all the praise. What's easier to handle in this day and age, Salk? Criticism or applause? A lot harder to handle prosperity, for sure. especially when you've not been on that mountain. Well, I mean, plus, if you have social media, you know how to handle criticism. You get it all the time. Sure. So the applause are yes. very, very challenging. Nobody yes. knows what to do with that. All right, that's everything you need to know. Um, I don't I don't like being questioned here this morning. I I'm sorry. Yes. I, I, when you a said, chit. A chit. I a know. short official note, memorandum, or voucher, okay. typically recording a sum owed. Okay. I just think of chitlins, <laughs> like the pork. No. That's like, what I was thinking. Calling in your chits. No, I know. Did you think the phrase was chips <laughs> i thought for sure it was chips no it's chits yes yeah you I call think in you your chits. You were cursing yes. no i would never do that i got a lot of people texting in uh saying that nobody gives a chit i mean my keyword used to say no stones well i can't really right actually. Not, somebody else no said, blue chips holy chit sherm was arrested for dui again yes. so, oh, yeah man. no that's yes. yeah that's different yeah. so no it's six in the morning it's very confident of you to chit. drop a term like <laughs> it's just a chit rock and i looked at each other like did we did he <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with you guys? What, what sure. did the immaturity no, get to great. be so intense uh-huh. with you guys? Yep. You call in your chits, yeah. Yeah. and if I'm Jerry Depoto, I don't know whether I'm doing that for yeah. Matt Chapman. Yeah. Uh, you know who is awesome? One of my absolute favorites down here is Logan Gilbert. I've really enjoyed all the interviews we've done with him in the past. Quite frankly, I've enjoyed all the pitchers we've talked to this year. Yep. Bryce Miller was great. Uh, Brian Wu was really fun. I know you guys had a phenomenal conversation with George Kirby while I was... Oh, <laughs> didn't yeah. end up happening. In any event, Logan Gilbert is <laughs> next it's brock and salk from spring training thanks to our friend friends at alaska airlines with daily non-stops to both phoenix and tucson here on seattle sports on 710 this this is brock and salk powered through the alaska Airlines studio back in mornings from 6 to 10 on seattle sports and the seattle sports app oh man so nice being down here. It really is. It's Brock and Salk live from spring training all this week. And uh, we know Scott Service is going to join us tomorrow. We believe Jerry Depoto is going to join us on Thursday. Along the way, we expect to talk to Mitch Hanniger. I think we're going to end up taping that after the show today to run probably tomorrow. And want to talk to Mitch Garver, who's gotten rave reviews already. Logan Gilbert's going to be with us here in just a moment or two as he is on his way in from the parking lot, so we'll catch yep. him uh, on the <clears> way in. I, 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 I've really just enjoyed being in here the first couple of days, Brock, mm-hmm. and being around and just talking to some folks. And when you're looking to observe things, right, I mean, the first thing, you, when you see it, you won't, you won't not notice it. Ty? And that's Ty Franks. What is more noticeable, Canzone's added bulk or Ty's shedding of some pounds? Ty's because you knew, you really knew what he looked like before. Yes. Yeah, Canzone is bulked up. He looks good. He hit a double yesterday. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But, you know, I, what did he play? Like 50 games for the Mariners last yeah. year? Like, I don't know that I felt like I really knew what he no, looked like. No, you knew exactly who Ty was and We've the struggles he was years. having. Yep. And someone tweeted out, as much as he looked different, even running, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't look like he was pulling the sled that Mitch Haniger is right now. No. You know, like over the last few years, Mitch was, whew, I mean, it was Jose Lopez, Jesus Montero, ter- I'm mean, tied. Yeah. Uh, Montero territory, like it was a struggle to move. Now you could tell he worked hard. Yes. He lost weight. He, he, he reapportioned where that weight is and where it should be. Yep. He talked about how he gained a couple of miles an hour on the swing. And you're looking at a ball player who seems to be taking it very seriously right now, which is good. They need that. You know, when when I wrote this morning, and you guys can go read it, SeattleSports.com, kind of going through the storylines and question marks for this team at spring training, the corners are a question. First, yep. third, right, left. Sure. But he's the one that I think you most expect to be able to, you know, just be who he's been and end any of those question marks. So to see him come in and look like that right away, that is, uh, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do this right off the bat today. Our first guest wow. of spring training. Wow. There's only one person we wanted to talk to. First. Yeah. We were very clear. We I mean, we them- may or may not have cheated on him last week when we weren't here. That's I mean, true. Let's be clear. But no, we, we, we talked to Bryce. We talked to Brian. We knew that was going to be on the phone. Right. We reserve yes. the first interview of spring training. Yeah. For, the the real big, deal. for the big gun himself, yes, right. Logan Gilbert. Good morning, sir. How good are morning. you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good talking to you guys. It's good having you. This is uh, this is now what year three that we've done this with you. Yeah. I don't know that we uh, you know did it before before you were. A major is this your leader. third big league camp? I was here in Fourth. 2020 when it got shut down. Okay. That was my first. That one. was fun. Huh. Yeah. yeah, didn't get a real taste of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How different does it feel now? Uh, it's night and day, honestly. Um, I just feel really comfortable at this point and also built so many relationships in the clubhouse. It's not feeling like I'm the new guy, um, trying to prove myself necessarily. But you don't feel like the old guy. No, hopefully not. <laughs> who's <laughs> not the, old, who's the old guy? I don't even know. We were talking about it the other day. I think Hanniger, maybe. Um, he's sneaky like year eight, I think. Is that because he shaved the head? Um, that's a good look. I mean, it looks good, but he looks a little older. Maybe at that point, yeah, year eight, I might be shaving my head. I don't know. It's working. That lettuce is still flowing. I don't know if I see that. What what did you work on this offseason? You're a tinker. What did you tinker with? Yeah, notoriously. I was messing around a little bit with a cutter and two seam. I moved on the rubber a little bit. And I'm not sure if that's going to stick yet, but I was playing around with that. Why? Um, so I've performed better against lefties than righties, actually, mm-hmm. which kind of reverse splits. And then uh, my like OPS or damage against fastball was a lot worse than previous years. However, my off speed was a lot better. So if you remember from like 21, completely flipped. So now I'm trying to pair up the good off speed with um, the fastball that I had in 21 or kind of supplement that with a cutter and two seam, which can get guys off of the four seam. And then also that can help perform better against righties. Uh, I think if I move to the third base side, there might be a little deception or like a better horizontal angle coming in. Almost, not really behind a righty, but kind of from that angle. And then a two seam can get in, a cutter might get off the barrel. So just ideas. It's funny. I, I had that in my in my notes for the interview was that the reverse splits from last year, yeah. which seems so odd given the length of your arms and the angle you're coming at righties. Did you spend some time kind of trying to figure out what that was about? Yeah, I was digging in a little bit. Right in the offseason, I went in like some of the numbers on the, the splits, righties, lefties, how each pitch performs, stuff like that. And that that stuff stood out really quickly. So that's kind of the easy thing to find out, but then it's um, it's more like why and how are you going to fix it, and that's a little bit tougher because uh, my fastball was down like 200 spin. I lost a little bit of the carry on it. 
Um, and then I went into like the edge video, the super slow-mo of my fingers, how it's coming off the ball. There were little differences from a couple years ago, but it's really hard to recreate. So then I was kind of like at a standstill, and then I talked to the coaches, and then that's kind of how we landed on where we're at right now. How do you fight paralysis by overanalysis? Yeah. And he asked you that because that's his problem. No, a few. Right? That's my life story. Like, right. That's Brock's I mean, story. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That is a bit of a From being a radio story. host to a parent. A quarterback. Oh, but yeah. specifically, yeah, is a quarterback. No, I, I, as you were talking about that, I was thinking to one of my last NFL camps, and God bless Jim Zorn. Uh, you wouldn't remember him. He was the first Seahawks quarterback in 76. He's my QB coach. And he found this like frame, and he was like, look at you before you throw. Your fingers come off. And I had never even known this like for 20 years of my life. He's like, look at your fingers are off the ball. We're going to get your fingers like stuck on the ball because that's costing you. And then it was just like, oh, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, and he's absolutely right. Like fighting that paralysis by all of this data yeah. and information. How do you fight that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's been a problem for me at times more so years ago I, i'm not saying i'm perfect now but i kind of learned how to deal with it and um i work with the mental skills coach burn um he's helped me and a, a ton of other guys everybody seems to mention him he's he's really helpful and i've kind of just gotten to a point where i do my drills i can think about what i want to think about if i'm trying to accomplish something movement wise yeah but for whatever reason when i get on the mound i i just like shut my brain off even to the point that i don't like calling my game or even shaking really at all it's just whatever the catcher puts down they know me better than me probably out there so i just completely shut my brain off and go i'm not thinking about anything if if anything i can feel what i'm doing at, in sure. real time if i need to make an adjustment but I'm not thinking about where's my arm, where's my leg. So you're not looking at any data between innings. You're not looking at your spin rate. You're not looking at videos. Bare you're not doing any of that. Barely ever. I, okay. I really try not to. Yep. If I feel like I'm at a point for whatever reason that day that I need to look at something, it feels off and I, I haven't made an adjustment, I'll go to the iPad for maybe one pitch and just look at my direction's the only thing. In, in yep. game, that's the only thing I'll allow myself to actually care about is my direction if I'm getting offline. Huh. where my momentum is going and that can get my arm off everything else off but yeah i, I really try to stay away from it <laughs> what do you think about during the game i mean uh, I, I, you're <laughs> the, the second mechanism you're the second Clear pitcher the <laughs> yeah you're the second pitcher to mention the mental skills we talked to brian Wu yeah. last week and he mentioned that group and you know he's another one where his numbers in college are really unimpressive yeah. and he's got better numbers in the majors than he did in the minors yeah but he really credited the mental skills folks for helping him with that what what do you think about and how did they help yeah. you with that journey it's funny i was talking to him about that yesterday too and i was like how did you become this good because he's so good right now he had and eight and a half era we were talking about that yesterday the morning meeting was he would got interviewed and in front of everybody we were talking about his you know, eight ERA in college, and now he's like dominating big league teams. And how does this happen? Um, for me, uh, the only thing I really allow myself to think about is moving fast on the mound. So it's not as much um, a position that I'm trying to get into. It's just moving quickly because that, in a way, shuts off my brain where I can't think about anything else. Um, and between pitches, I'll somewhat be conscious of my breathing. That's kind of what I work with Burn on, of slowing it down, exhaling. Um, and if you get into, like, a good breathing pattern, it kind of clears your mind, your body. You're not as tense. You're not as stiff, all that kind of stuff. So that, in a way, leads to better performance. What was this offseason like for you? Um, 
That was great. I went to Italy at first, so that was kind of <laughs> nice. Get, get my go? mind off everything. Uh, we went to kind of all over. We went to Rome, Tuscany, Florence, Venice, and Lake Como. Two, How many days? Two weeks. Two nice. weeks. Yeah. See, I got a 25th anniversary, and I'm trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. The okay. wife really wants to go to Italy. That's what you need to do. You need to? Okay. That, yeah. Lake you, Como is my favorite spot in the world Do you know some right people now? now? Like, um, <laughs> like, like you we'll want to stay at their house? No, no, no. We'll talk off the air about that. We'll, we'll <laughs> I got a couple local out. friends over <laughs> there. Okay. Yeah. Two weeks, and it was just a blast. Yeah, it was amazing. Cool. Yeah, highly recommend it. Totally clear. It's because it's fun. Like Bryce said, took a couple of weeks off of my arm, and that got back to throwing the back up and everyone is a little bit different so season ended and you just try to totally get away from it all. i try to because i know that's when it's time to go i i don't ever shut it off so i kind of have to force myself and it's funny when we were talking about all the numbers that i dove into that was basically right after the season okay when i'm kind of not supposed to so i it was just bugging me because i wanted to figure all this stuff out and then once i kind of got to the bottom of it I didn't have the solution necessarily, but I was at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm now shutting it off four or five weeks, whatever. Don't even think about baseball. Uh, barely watch the playoffs. It's hard to stay away from it. I watched a little bit, yeah. but um, take my time off. And then once I start throwing again, I get back into it mentally. How frustrating was it to watch teams that you were right there with winning playoff games? Yeah, it's hard, um, especially in our division when we're – that could have been us coming out of there. I feel like everybody thought that when you're a game or two away at the very end and any of those teams could have not been in or in the playoffs and that could have been us. Um, but it, it was right in front of us. It's on us. It's not like, you know, you don't make excuses. We definitely could have been in if we played better at the very end. But I think it just shows that in our division, if you win the division, you can win the whole thing. That's that's the main point. And I think we have that team. We feel like we can win it right now, especially with the the combination of hitting and pitching. I think it's the best it's been. When I ask about offseason, not just some of the fun, also just some of the names that start swirling around and moves that are going to be made. And we've read about Scott going and visiting, I think even talking to you over the course of the offseason as well. So from a baseball perspective, you've been in this now long enough. You know how the whole game is played. When you see your name attached to trade rumors or teammates' names, Brian Wu's name attached to all that, how do you process that during the offseason? Yeah, it's tough. Um you try to keep your head down a little bit, but it's harder because in the off season you're not playing baseball or anything. It's kind of like it's right in front of you if it pops up or whatever. Um, for me, I think if if any rumors like that popped up, it was really weird at first when when you first start seeing your name. And I was kind of in the middle of the year last year. I was kind of like, what? No, like I'm I'm a Mariner. I'm, it's not going to change ever. And I hope after me, I've been here uh, yeah, forever. I've right. developed here. And I hope it doesn't change. Um, but I think it just it's part of the business. It gets to a point when probably 90 percent of it doesn't have any validity anyways but you start seeing your name enough that it's like you know whatever happens i believe god has a plan i'll be wherever i'm supposed to be but then seeing the other guys it's weird it hurts just as much when it's like no we can't go like bryce can't go these guys are supposed to be here and we finally have this amazing top to bottom rotation and it's like i really hope this doesn't get messed up and fortunately they were they were really creative i think with the moves um and found a way to keep it the rotation together when i thought it wouldn't be yeah, I, I think we all are impressed with what they did, given some of the parameters around them. I'm talking to Logan Gilbert, and I know Scott did come visit you, and we've heard a little bit and, and read a little bit about what Scott did this offseason to really be transparent with the guys and explain the situation. How important, how meaningful was that for you? It says a lot, um, the transparency, the honesty, when I think he doesn't necessarily need to loop us in like that. It's kind of like front office stuff and moves and it's part of the business but um 
just getting to a position where he's willing to get everybody on the same page when I don't think anything was really not on the same page last year, but I think the media might have ran with it a little bit. So it just kind of shows that, all right, from day one, from the get-go, we're going to get on the same page here. We're going to get the best roster we've had. I feel like everything's moving in the same direction at the same time. And especially in the off season, when, like I said, he didn't have to do that, I think that means a lot. So off season, does he have more or less of a dad vibe? <laughs> like when he comes to the door, what? Uh, he's embraced this dad vibe. I read about it. Yeah, I read it in the paper. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, any any good way, I guess. Yeah, there's a little bit. It's kind of, it's a little more like, you know, not his business, not as structured in the off season, yeah. which is good. You kind of let your guard down. We're just hanging out. He got to see where I train. We went out to lunch, all that kind of stuff. So. I think it's fun to see that side of it. Do you have any new things added to the bag? Do you have any uh, toys? I told you I, I was going to ask. Didn't I tell you he was? I should have brought my bag. I yeah, should have Brock really yeah. wants to hang out with your bag. I yes. should have known. <laughs> can, you, can you just I'll give you me a little time? Day, well, can yeah. You, yeah can, like, I'll hide it under the table. But I just, <laughs> yeah. I got a 14-year-old son, and he's a tinkerer, and he's a pitcher. And, um, you know, if you were, honestly, if you were to look back when you were 14 and you could do this whole thing over again, would you do anything differently? from youth baseball to the whole process and everything else? Man, that's a good question. Um, I selfishly would have skipped some of the learning curves if I could have, but I also think that was necessarily yeah. necessary to be who I am at this point. And I kind of have some peace and um, confidence about me because I've been through that kind of stuff and come out the other side of it. And credit to a lot of people around me who have worked with me and gotten me to this point. Um, but... I don't know. Not really. Not really. I don't know if there's have you something had enough fun? Do you have fun playing baseball? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's it's funny. I, I do have to remind myself that sometimes. And yeah. sometimes I talk to Burn about that, that it's crazy that I get to do this for a job. And if you would have told me when I was four or five, you know, I was these kids at spring training coming out here trying to get autographs. So it's like. Did you do that in Florida? Yeah, I did. Where? Who, yeah. Where did you, who did you go see? We went to, um, we were close to Disney, so we went to the Braves out there, Wide World of Sports, and I was just, anybody around me, like bullpen catchers, you know, anybody with a jersey, I was trying to get their autograph. The Bat Boy, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> what, um, you know, just talking about where you are in your career, and you mentioned that you would like to be a Mariner long term. Next off season is your first arbitration year, which is exciting, I'm sure, for you and your family and kind of where your future goes. Have you had thoughts about a long-term commitment here with the Mariners, conversations, anything like that? Uh, well, this one was my first one this offseason. Oh, this season. is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, this is your first arbitration. So, yeah. Even better. Why do you think yeah, you went to Italy? Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Oh, so you had a much better trip to Italy like, than you would have a year ago. Not a little I'm bit, sorry. A little better I got that it. one wrong. Yeah. Well, we would have went to three cities. We went to five <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great. I feel like I'm in a good position now. Um, I would love to be here long term. If something works out like that over the next few years, it's arbitration four times. This was my first time. Mm -hmm. Something could definitely happen before I actually get to free agency. I don't know if it will, but I would love to be here long term. He talked to you uh, about me as a player and some of the prowess by over analysis. One thing I did love, Logan, and why I love this week and getting kind of behind the scenes and to see everybody here is I loved the locker room. You hear that from players all the time, right? All, all the old guys. Oh, yeah. gosh, you'll love the clubhouse. You'll miss the locker room, all that. I think of your rotation, your starting five. we got a Bay Area dude, right? We've got a New Yorker. We've got an East Texan, almost Arkansas Texan. <laughs> 
we got a Florida boy and we got a DR fisherman. Yeah. Like, do you ever just kind of look around like this is pretty freaking cool? Yeah. They got one of each. It's like a, a melting pot of a rotation. Yes. Um, it's it's cool and it's funny how we all get along so well. Especially I'll say Bryce and Castillo, which is probably the funniest relationship that. They say about three or four of the same words every day to each other, but they're absolute best friends. It's so fun to watch. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know what it is. We just click really well, and it's also funny how different we are at the same time. Can you tell us a little more about Luis? We, we don't get to know him as well. Um, you know, often I'll speak through a translator with the media, et cetera. He's a blast to watch, and his demeanor and everything. But what is, what is Luis Castillo like when we don't get to see him? He's... He's the best. It's hard to describe, honestly, but he's one of the best guys I've met. And one, he's so effortless and natural that it's unfair, but he also keeps it so simple. And he laughs at me with all my bags, just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, such a good guy. So funny, honestly, behind the scenes. When you talk about the paralysis and all that stuff, he actually has helped me a lot. Because I'll still revisit that over analysis yeah. at times throughout yeah. the year. Once or twice a year, I'll throw a bullpen and he tells me the same thing he's like don't think don't change don't try he tells me the same thing every time and that's what he does and it works and he can see when my gears are kind of turning and he'll tell me that every time he says you think too much you try too much and don't change it's awesome mm. do you think he studies his stuff do you think he's kind of one of these sneaky that may come across like hey i'm gonna just be but then he goes back and actually does look at his, some of his numbers or his rates or his different i think he's very familiar with him i think he knows himself really well and yeah. what his stuff does and how it plays at the big league level he's seen that for years and had so much success i don't know if he could just rattle off like specific spin rates or all this kind of stuff but i i think he knows it with his eyes which is essentially the same yeah. in a different way it's dan marino you're florida you remember dan marino yeah. so older brother played with him and uh and he's like, yeah, you know, how did you read that safety? You know, did, what, what? And Dan's like, you look at that stuff. <laughs> and, and he's like, don't tell me you're really like that's not going through your mind, right? You just throw it to him, just see him yeah. open and throw it to just him. Just instinctual. That's it. I mean, yeah. it's just a feel and an instinct that just some guys have. It's and, just as good sometimes, or better, absolutely. probably better. <laughs> yeah, yes. I love that it's all these different types, though. It is cool that yeah. there's yep. so many different ways to yep. get to the same spot, and, and and the same with hitters. I mean, I covered Manny Ramirez for a few years, who's of that same like. See ball, hit ball. He, he, well, that's what he pretended. Correct. And behind the scenes, Manny was doing stuff that nobody had ever really done before, yep. training his eyes and all of that. <laughs> it just what makes this game great. I love that, too. I've kind of gotten more to that state now where a few years ago I thought there was one way that was my way and everybody else, like, mm. they're missing out, which I think I do a lot of good things that work, but I think they work for me. Mm. And now I'm kind of at the point where I'm trying to take bits and pieces from different people that – there's not one right answer. You can kind of mix all these things together. Any advice for Bryce and Brian trying to throw more innings again? <laughs> you, you th you've thrown a lot of innings the last few years and come through it, knock on wood, great. Um, they both pitched more than they ever had before. Yeah. Any conversations around that? Yeah, we've talked a little bit. I think the best thing that, that's worked for me that I would tell them is how you hit like these um, – these build-up marks so throughout the offseason I think I did it really well last year for the first time and much differently than years before and I basically hit the same schedule this year and then throughout the year bullpens and days in between knowing what you need and not getting more than that Robbie was really big about talking to me about that because he's seen how much I like to do but there's limits to that it's not always more pitches it makes you way better it's it's kind of what gets you right for game five or day five when you go out there 
When are you pitching first? Tomorrow? Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. 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 Awesome. Monday. Well, we'll be looking forward to it. Thanks for spending so much time with us this morning. Yeah, I, I told you not to be our first interview. It was, yeah. the, only, it was the only way to I'm do honored. it. I'm yeah. honored. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's going to make you famous. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you, guys. Yeah. Congratulations. You. Thank you. Yep. It's good to have you. Logan Gilbert, our first guest here of spring training. And, uh, I mean, Brock. A lot of notes, Hulk. I wrote a lot of I notes. I could see that. You yes. do have a lot, a lot of notes, notes there. You took yes. a lot. Yes. Man, uh-huh. what you write down over there? There's just a lot of stuff going on. You know, I think that's why I enjoy that guy. Because if I were a big league pitcher, that's probably, you know, if I'd gone down that path, that would probably been been the road I go where, you know, you love all of this information. You love all of this data. Yeah. But then you got to go and just let it rip. And the beauty and the cool thing, different than quarterbacking, like when I was a quarterback, Salk, you know, took the snap, and I got to make all the decisions. Right. And I got to process. That's a really cool thing about Cal here, too. Because there's a trust factor, and I know they have fun with one another and everything yeah. else. But that dude trusts Cal and yep. what he lays down. You don't. Is he was saying that? You're right. He didn't want to know. He didn't want to know. Just I don't it. think I've seen him shake. Yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever seen him really. Are you shake, getting me? I'll throw yes, it. Yeah. Shake Cal off. Like whatever you put down, the chit's on the line, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go throw it. And get it done. I gotta tell you, I really enjoy him. You really do. <laughs> I do. I know. That's the third time, fourth yes. time, fifth time we've talked to him because he's grown on you the most. No, I, I liked him right from the beginning. I know you did, but like just watching him Well, I just I think awesome. I find him to be I like that he views the game differently from a lot of other guys. And yeah, it was cool to hear him say that you know he's he's started to kind of back off the idea that his is the only right way to do it and yeah. it's kinda of a little bit for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. I, I, I love the way he approaches it. I love the intensity. I like that he's a little offbeat. And, and uh, while you said it, and there, he's willing to tell you about it. You which said is great. it at the very end. He personifies much of baseball. Yeah, like there's you know there's multiple ways to do that. You can be creative. You can like, and that's a great thing about the sport. I mean, it's different than the sport, and it's where buff dudes came out of from yeah. like day one back here. Like, no, there's there's okay. all sorts of different. But oh, by the way, here. he's got a baseball pitcher's build. I mean, uh, like yes. it's not like through yes. all of that he's this like nerdy like yeah. he is a tall. Yeah. Long Interview arm, one, I was long... not going to get into lower body fat. That was he, good. He looked great. Appreciate I mean, that. He honestly, he, he is. Does. You could just see that good. he is. Uh, he's a pro. Yeah, he was a first round pick. He was a talent. He was all these things. You know what he is now? An absolute pro. pro. Totally agree. All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, it is very possible they will be having a three point competition directly behind us. So we apologize in advance for whatever basketballs you may hear being dribbled, whatever yelling you may hear as the players talk trash to each other. Someone also asked us to WD-40 that door that keeps opening. Oh, yeah. We'll get right on that. Yeah, guys, uh, we're right on that. (laughs) Justin obviously carries that with him wherever he goes. He spits that out of his We're here at spring training. Thank you again to Alaska Airlines daily nonstops from Seattle to Phoenix and to Tucson. We'll be right back on Brock and Salk Sales Sports on 710.